The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Hey. What's up? Let's go. Off and running with you here on this Friday. It's a free-for-all Friday. Sort of kind of feels that way. Already today, running around. I've been running around. <clears throat> getting all kinds of stuff done, looking forward to the show, looking back at scores last night in the first four. You got NCAA basketball. Who's going to play today? I mean, and it's been a busy morning. Looking forward to baseball. Uh, of course, stayed on the road, Ole Miss at home. So, yeah, I mean, it just it already sort of feels like, hey, it's a big-time Friday. <laughs> There's a lot going. You're going to need more than one screen to be able to follow everything that you're probably going to want to, you know, follow, right? Right. In fact, games going on as we speak, March Madness, you know, and I haven't even asked y'all um, just how, if you were to give it a 1 to 10 scale or maybe even give me a 1 through 100 percentage of, you know, level of excitement for March Madness, you know, every year we're pretty pumped about it. Last year we didn't have it. This year we have it. You got games going on right now, even not to mention, uh, you know, those games that went on last night. So it's just a fun time of year. Florida is playing. Let's see here. <clears throat> 10 seed Virginia Tech, 7 seed Florida early. Vitek with a uh, two point lead. They are playing in that south region here in the first round. Where's that being played, though? What's the location? I guess, is that Indianapolis? Arkansas is in action as well. Arkansas is a three seed in the tournament, and they're uh, going up against Colgate, a 14 seed. Yeah, and Arkansas right now trailing. Close game early. It's 14-12 Colgate, so I'll update you on scores. And we'll take a look at um, baseball as well. Plenty of that coming up this weekend. I'm Matt here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Now, on a free-for-all Friday, we just kind of put it in your lap. Whatever you want to talk about is fine with me. You know, yesterday, a lot of the texts and a lot of the calls had to do with baseball. Um, Even though we were still at that time, you know, a little greater than 24 hours away. uh, Now we're day of. Uh, for SEC baseball, people are excited about that. And, you know, usually in, you know, usually this time of year in the state of Mississippi, people get pumped up about, um, you know, postseason basketball. Here recent recent years you had Mississippi State women's teams that were uh, getting set to be top five seeds and top two, three seeds, you know, in the women's tournament. You, you know, I, y'all tell me if I'm wrong. I just don't sense – Quite as much excitement for basketball this year. Is that an understatement? So I don't think so. You, you feel it's a the same hard way? to get into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still into it. We had it on at the at the course this morning in, in Roosevelt's. And, of course, Kyle was all excited because the um, 
the Gators were playing Virginia Tech, and you know that's his team. Ah, uh, so, I gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it it just doesn't seem to have that uh, enticement, mm-hmm. you know, that it usually does from years past. Right. Not quite as juiced up. Mm-mm. Looks like Virginia Tech's going to take a lead uh, into halftime over Florida. Florida's the seven seed. Virginia Tech is a ten. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech went fifteen and six this year. Florida fourteen and nine. Am I looking at that right? You know, you look at uh, Florida's a team this year. I didn't pay necessarily, you know, all that close attention to, and they finished what fifth in the SEC. So yeah, you know, they had the kid that that collapsed on the right on the hardwood, mm-hmm. and he was one of their better players. I think they might have had a little better season mm-hmm. if. Uh, you know, if they had not gone through that. But, hey, man, everybody had some craziness that they were dealing with. So You know, and they're a seven seed, but I guess they're the last SEC team to get in. Um, right? Because yeah. you had five teams from the SEC that got in the tournament. Alabama, a two seed. They were the league champion. Uh, then Arkansas, like I said, they're playing right now. They're a three seed. They were the runner-up in the league. LSU was in third place. They were four and a half back of Alabama, then Tennessee and Florida. And the thing about it is, you look at this, how close Ole Miss was. Florida, fifth in the SEC this year, they get in there a seven seed. They are one spot ahead, in the league anyway, they finished one spot ahead of Ole Miss. The same number of games back in terms of league play. Okay, so in SEC play, they were six games back of Alabama. So was Ole Miss. Florida in the conference had um, one fewer win. They played fewer games because of cancellations. So Florida was nine and seven in the SEC this year. Ole Miss was ten and eight. So Ole Miss had one more win, but they also had one more loss. And then you know, not all wins and not all losses are equivalent, I guess. But again, it just kind of shows you. I mean, Florida sitting there as a seven seed, trailing at halftime in this first round game. Ole Miss was really close. I mean, I haven't talk, talked about it a whole lot uh, since the end of the season and, and Ole Miss got into the NIT, I guess, as a one seed in the NIT. But, you know, not only how close they were to getting in the NCAA tournament, just the fact, though, that I think they really overachieved. Um, don't you think? Well, they came on pretty strong towards the end of the season. You know, when they first started out, they were they had that, those couple of COVID games that that was missed, right? And I really thought State would probably end up with a better record, and uh, Ole Miss kind of surprised me because mm-hmm. they flipped that on them. You know, State was what eight and ten. Well, that's and, right. Uh, and you know, early Ole in Miss the was ten and eight. That's it. Yeah, early on, Ole Miss was just hovering right there around five hundred, and finished the year at sixteen and eleven. You know, finished the year five games above five hundred. Which, if you go back to January, February, nobody thought that was going to happen. Right. Uh, so they did turn it on. They, they were really close. They were really, really close. And those resumes had to, between them and Florida, those resumes had to be really, really close to each other. You know, and I mean, Florida's a seven seed in here. So, it, you know, one of those coulda, shoulda, woulda. Look. I was talking about expectations the other day. And, of course, the context of that conversation was women's basketball. People were saying, you know, Ole Miss 
Coach Yo and Ole Miss women, they are in the NIT, glad to do it. They put out a statement. We're happy to be in it. We, we're going to try to go win the NIT. On the other hand, Mississippi State's women not getting in the NCAA tournament. They had already let it be known ahead of time. We're not going. If you choose, if we don't make the NCAA tournament, we're not playing in the NIT. They'd already let them know. We went through all those things, but <clears throat> the whole point of that conversation was expectations. You go, why didn't State choose to play in the NIT? Why wouldn't you play? Well, that's what I said, expectations. And Not so expectations, but you got to think they'd had enough. Yeah. I mean, how many girls have left the program well, since that's then? Four. four. Yeah. Today, she did a um, press conference today, uh, Nikki McCray-Pinson. She did a press conference today and said she had eight players committed to coming back and playing for the program. Did not single out who they were. And I know there was a question about Rakia Jackson. I don't know if that answer was in response to that, but according to the tweets and everything from the media that were involved in the press conference, she did not say specifically that Rakia Jackson was definitely coming back. She just said, we got eight people that are coming back and that are committed to, you know, play for the program. So anyway, and that was a conversation, you know, it was expectations, the difference. When you come into the year, you have no expectations of doing anything you haven't for years. All of a sudden you overachieve a little bit, win some games you're not supposed to. If you're Ole Miss, I'm talking about, they upset Arkansas in the women's tournament. Now they're going to the NIT and, and, the direction is upward. Okay, so they've overachieved according to expectations. Opposite is true for Mississippi State women. So that the reason I bring that up is, you know, we're sitting here looking back on it. We haven't talked a lot about the NIT, but Kermit Davis and Ole Miss, I think they overachieved, uh, overachieved according to expectations. I really do. When you know you come into the year, I don't know where they picked them, but it had to be down near the bottom of the league. And when it's all said and done, at least in terms of SEC play, you know, they finish ahead of Missouri and Kentucky. They finish ahead of Mississippi State and Auburn. Right? I mean, they are sixth in the SEC standings, just like, I mean, just barely a, a percentage point behind Florida, who's fifth in the league, got in as a seven seed. Because Florida actually played fewer games, but same number of games back of the SEC champion as Florida was. You'd have to say that they overachieved. Kermit Davis and that program did this year. So, you know, take your hat off to them. No question about it. All right. Let's first, I'm going to come to your texts. 100 grand and Micah, I'm coming to y'all. First, though, let's jump over to the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're... Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. It means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at Divinity. Chris is hanging on. Thanks for calling, Chris. What's up? Chris, are you there? Yeah, we lost him a little bit ago, and he just called back, so I think he's going through a, a bad cell area. He's going yeah. through a rough patch? Yeah. So He, he <laughs> yeah. told me he was out trucking, so I, I'm assuming he's right. just got a, a bad signal. So he'll, he'll call back. Okay, no problem. Uh, country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. That's the number to text the show, 885-ESPN or 
Uh, text away, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Nick says, Hoops hasn't been the same since Winsome Fraser was filling buckets, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, good point. After, after watching Bowers and Lawrence Roberts and Power and Fraser and those guys, it hadn't quite been the same since, has it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you actually kind of have a good point. Micah says, Matt, did you fill out a bracket? If so, who did you choose? I didn't fill one out. I'm not big on bracket stuff. I'm a real party pooper in that regard. I've done it in the past. I've always kind of done it reluctantly. And, and just because, one, is I had a few times there where I was sort of, I filled out the obligatory bracket because, hey, I'm a sports talk radio host, you know, and when I was doing other shows. And I would fill them out, and the whole time I'm filling them out going, number one, I'd never put money on this. I haven't watched half these teams play this year. Okay, I'm not an expert. It's a total guess, number one. So I don't have any certainty on half the picks in the, that I'm doing in a thing. And then the other thing is then I'd fill the bracket out and forget to check it. I can't remember the last time I actually filled a bracket out and kept up with it throughout the tournament. <laughs> it's just not my deal, man. So it'd be a waste of my time and everybody else's if I'm in here. Here's my bracket, and uh, this happened on my bracket. I, I'll admit I've done it in the past, but I was sort of acting. I don't care. Just tell me who won, who's playing, what time does it start? You know, that's kind of the way I go about it here. You're minimalist. Maybe so. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. It's okay. But it's like, you know, why am I filling out a bracket? something. Why am I filling out a bracket when literally the five SEC teams that are in it are the only ones I've watched all year? <laughs> like, what am, I, what am I filling out? What am I doing here? I'm just flip a coin. I'd be just as well off on my, my bracket, quote unquote. I mean, you know, that's what we're all doing. What's the fun in that? <laughs> it's a total guess. What about these folks that fill out like 50 brackets? Yeah, what about those folks? Okay. Mm. What here's the next question after we say what about those folks? Here's the next question. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, what medications <laughs> are they on? All right, Chris. He's back. Back, back, back on the Divinity phone. Chris, thanks for calling. What's up? What's up, Matt? How are you doing? Just right. Happy Friday. Hey, um, first thing I was gonna say is what what girls have left? that we know of oh my goodness you had to do that didn't you dad gum it chris Just, i did you don't look. have to you don't have to give it to me right now you can look it up in the break let me know on well, the other we, side. I'm listening. i'll put it this way i called their names out yesterday and i don't remember it's four of them that's what i do know okay so the other thing is is that you know what after listening to all ben mcdonald and steve robinson this week i just happen to think that we're going to LSU and we're going to come home with three wins. Okay. Three wins, a sweep so at LSU. That's my hot take. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Chris, I want and, you to be and honest. Hey, if I history, want you to be honest with history, me. Hold on. I want you to be honest with me. Okay. Are you drinking? <laughs> I'm kidding. Nope. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm driving this big truck. Can't okay. drink. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, then it's a legit prediction. But it's it, predicting sweep. It is a legit prediction. But I, I will say this, if that happens, and then history holds up with between us and Arkansas, we might be staring 6-0 and in the SEC in the face. Hmm. 
because, hey, we've swept the last time they were here. They swept us last time we were there. Right, yeah. Never know. Yeah, hey, and then you never crazier know. things have happened. It's the game of baseball. You ain't kidding, man. Baseball's crazy. I mean, think about it. Think about it. The Braves have only won one World Series. Well, and that's like, you know, the state's got a hitter or two. People go, well, his average is just below 300. Yeah, well, I can show you about five times this year where he – Lined one. Well, I'm talking about squared one up. Hit a frozen rope right to the right fielder. Yet, Rowdy Jordan. Well, several, <laughs> yeah, he's one. And then they got some other guys who they got pretty decent averages, and like every one of their hits have been choppers on the infield, and they beat it out. You know, I mean, it is such a crazy game, no doubt. Okay, well, we got you. Well, y'all have a great day. You too, Chris. And have a great weekend, and I'll talk to y'all Monday. Let's talk to you Monday. Hey, look. If LSU, if if state sweeps LSU, definitely call me back on Monday because <laughs> we'll want more of that. Look at here, one hundred grand says Matt JB. What's going on? It's Friday. Dion is doing his thing at JSU. Let's get some tunes for the weekend to kick it off right. Oh yeah, the girls uh, JSU basketball team in the tournament and play it for my. A uh, guy who's gone but not forgotten, Roger. He wants to hear a little bit of Sonic Boom. You asked for it. You got it. <laughs> My dog Champ is in here and his ears perked up. He can hear it through the other headphones over there. Roll your windows down. Ride around Jackson, turn it up to 11, and see if anybody gives you a look. Dead gummit! Uh, Bates says, Dear Mr. Wyatt, can I get a hallelujah? SEC baseball is here. Hallelujah! People on the live stream enjoyed the sonic boom, including Sven, all the way from Berlin. Sonic boom. Oh yeah, I like that. Same here. Thanks, Sven. Let's see. Somebody asking about television? Yeah. Yeah, state versus uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 State versus uh, LSU is on tonight on the SEC Network. It's not on ESPN. Uh, Micah in Batesville said, did JB fill out a bracket? JB, did you fill one out? Yeah, I did, pal. So so give us the deets. Who you have winning it? You don't remember. See? We got it right here. We did a door bracket in the uh, studio. And uh, so me and Beaver, Brooks, Jake Wim, and I just got to find mine. I bet you got uh, Gonzaga winning it all because that's the way you've been talking here lately. Let's see here. Hey, real, while you do that, real quick update. Hold on. Hold on to your hats, SEC fans. All right. The Florida Gators, seven-seed Gators trailing the 10-seed Hokies, 33-27 at halftime today. And right now in the first half, three-seed Arkansas trails the 14-seed Colgate whatever they are, the Colgate toothbrushes, by eight. (laughs) It's a 25-17 early lead for Colgate. 
Yeah, well, I, I, if that happens, my bracket gets busted because I got Florida <laughs> winning and I got Arkansas winning. But from my Final Four, it's uh, it, you know, it's not a great prognosticator. I've got a few upsets through the course, but when it comes down to the nuts and bolts, it's Gonzaga, Baylor, uh, Michigan, and Illinois. Okay. And I've got uh, Gonzaga and Illinois in the final game. Gonzaga seventy-eight sixty-nine. Oh man. And and a bit another big blow for the Big Ten. So what has it been? 25, 30 years since the Big Ten won a basketball championship? I guess you go back yeah. to Fab Five, don't you? Right. Well, Jawan Howard is the head coach at Michigan. Yeah. And they got a good team, but you think about the chances that a a, a league like the Big Ten in basketball goes that long without winning one. Uh yeah, it's just really. crazy. Because uh you know, t- two of my final final four are Big Ten teams. Yeah. Well, I got, got Arkansas chance. getting to the uh, Elite Eight. You better be saying woo pig. And Alabama as well. Got it, Alabama moving on up. Yeah, they're going hey, to. I got I them to going to the, the Elite Eight and get beat by Michigan. Your bracket is going to need some comebacks, JB. Mm-hmm. All right, Arkansas down by eight early. Right out of the chute, Drexel, the 16 seed, is laying it on the one seed, Illinois. <laughs> I say right off the bat, it's just like five to two. Okay, so let's don't freak out yet. I love tracking these scores. Uh, over here on Facebook, Terry was asking, are the JSU ladies in the tournament? Jason gave you the answer. Yes, they play uh, Baylor Sunday at 2. So there you go. Good luck with that. Hold on to your butts, as Samuel L. would say. Well, you never know. That's why they that's why they, that's tee, why they tee That's why they toss it up, right? Yeah. Colgate up by 11 in the first half on Arkansas, 30 to 19. Look at here, look at here. Mm-hmm. All I don't know these. The whitening Colgate or just the sensitive. <laughs> Arkansas is going to need some of that medical grade stuff. They're getting punched <laughs> in the mouth right now. Y'all stick around. The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who, if he's not talking sports, he's fishing for bass, okay? Friday, welcome in. Free for all Friday. What y'all want to talk about? You let me know. Sorry, Champ. Champ's hanging out. Champ, the the Wonder Schnauzer, is hanging out with me in the uh, in the bureau today, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Your girls must not be at home then. Not here, because yeah. let me let me tell you, if either one of them were here, that's where he's he'd with be. them. <laughs> only reason he hangs out with me is if I'm the only one left in here. And uh, yeah, but I, I keep it. every I time it. I raise my, <laughs> he's doing his best to take a nap in the chair. Uh, over there, and every time I raise my voice, he raises his head up, looks at me, <laughs> like, like, "Man, like, what's wrong with up. you?" <laughs> he didn't realize I'm entertaining the masses, champ. I'm doing my job, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good old champ. He's hey. By the there. way, how's the uh, how's Dub doing? Oh, Dub the kitten. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you. I hadn't heard about him in a while. Well, let me just tell you. Okay. We did him a tremendous favor this week because yesterday was going to be his appointment to go get 
um, how shall I say it? Oh, taken care of. Clipped. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Knocked Very down familiar. a few notches. Very familiar with that. <laughs> Yesterday was going, but the whole week got fouled up because of the bad weather on Wednesday and schedules got pushed back and things had to be moved. So he gets, um, he gets a few more days <laughs> of walking around here like he owns his place, but his whole world's going to change. He so is he kind of like a Garfield cat? No, look. These cats, man, and, and again, like, we've never been cat owners ever, 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 and then God just put these cats in our lives. Right. The story is we have two. Al was the first one, Big Al, and now Dub is the little Dub, and he's tiny. Okay. Big Al was a little bitty baby kitten and ran out in front of us in the row of these wild cats that live downtown Tupelo. He was one of those, and he ran out in front of us. And the girls eventually went and chased him and caught him, brought him home. He became ours. Well, <laughs> Al, we thought was a girl, so they named it Allie because it came from the alley. Right. Then they take him to the vet, and they're like, hey, you got a boy. <laughs> and so Allie became Al. And Well, the reason I call him Big Al, you got to see this cat. I am not kidding you. I'm was not about kidding 20 pounds? you. Twice the size of most, even big cats. This dude is humongous. He's nearly as big as the dog is. <laughs> it's in, and not fat either. Really, I, he's got something in him. So he's not plump. He's 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 like maybe. Hey, let me tell a you, hybrid. If he was, and he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. This cat is so laid back and relaxed. And if he knew how big he was, he could whip all of us if he wanted to. He's big. <laughs> all right, that's Big Al. Big. Well, it sounds handsome like the name Al. fits him, man. I call him the trash kitty, the dumpster kitty. The girls hate that, but he doesn't mind. But then little Al, I mean, little Dub, Dub is teeny tiny. He's not going to be very big. And it's a very, very unique light gray with these weird stripes all over him. But he's, Dub's personality so far is if there is a teeny tiny opening anywhere, I'm going in it without any questions asked. He's gone up the chimney. Oh, no. He's, uh, hey, the other night he uh, decided to go under the little, um, what do you call it? That's the little chest of drawers that sits next to either side of the bed. Oh, yeah, your bedside table. A little bedside deal, but it's drawers in it. So the crack underneath it is only about two and a half. He goes up under there, gets stuck, can't oh, get no. out. It, he just, he's constantly getting into everything. So, but they're hanging Well, in he's there. in his terrible twos, right? He kind of is. And and I think what's going to happen is he'll calm down a little bit after the, after the you know what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He's going to calm down just a little bit then. Yeah. I I said that about my my daughter's dog when we first got him, mm -hmm. and uh, no that, that dog is something else. She named him Samson. He ended up being three times bigger than any of the other puppies, <laughs> and he had crazy hair. Isn't that something? Yeah, he had this kind of Rastafarian hair if it grew out. So yeah. Well, well, you did it when you these animals the are these animals are something else. I I really wish that I you know I wish we could have held on the lady a little longer. Champ's hanging in there though. He, he's doing okay. He's starting to adjust and and it's it's interesting. Uh, Champ and lady used to always sit by the front door and stare out the front door, sitting side by side. They just stare out the front door, watching squirrels and birds and stuff. And uh, 
And now he and Al do that. It's like Al sitting right in Lady's place. It's interesting. And he's bigger than Lady was. That cat is. Yeah, that cat's huge, man. It's amazing. I don't know if we overfeed him or what, but he's healthy. All right. That answers the pet question. We're back with you here on a free-for-all Friday. Can you tell? Can you tell? All right. Uh, real quick, let me jump back over here on the live stream. <clears throat> e. Hart, watching the show on YouTube, says, man, I wish we had never lost Stansberry. I had somebody else. Joe Pesci over here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line also said, I want Stansberry back. Didn't Stansberry get Western Kentucky in the NIT, but narrowly missed Yeah, they missed got out. beat the other night. Did they? I think so. I have to go back and check that. I okay. watched some of that game. Yeah, they were they were they were a one seed and uh, were getting beat by. Uh, I, no, that was their conference tournament. I saw that. I take that back. I'm sorry. Yeah, they won the conference tournament though, didn't yeah, they? They did. They came back and won it. Okay, but they. How do you win that conference tournament and not get in the NCAA tournament? That's a good question because there were a number of other schools. That kind of the same thing happened to. Yeah. I mean, Belmont was in the same boat. Uh, let's see. Jeff on the YouTube live stream said he's a state grad, but he grew up, uh, grew up a Jackson State fan. Gotta love the sonic boom. No doubt about it. Uh, Jeff said that in 2009, when Jackson State played Mississippi State, that he had a blue and white pom-pom in one hand and a cowbell in the other. <laughs> state alumni shirt with an all-white JSU hat on. <laughs> Can you imagine the looks I received? Yeah, I bet. I bet you did. That was so much fun. I got to, and again, so we're what? We're pushing 12 years ago. That is just hard to believe, Jeff, that we're pushing 12 years ago. But man, that was so much fun. That 2009 season opener against Jackson State. I guess it was fun, especially if you're a state fan, because you won the game. It was Mullen's first game. They promised some offense, and the offense moved up down the field. And Chad Bumpus was a freshman who played well and caught one or two touchdowns or something in that game. And so the game itself was good, and weather was pretty good. But having a sonic boom there, and not only their halftime show, but their entrance into the stadium, their their music and their songs and things they did during the game, it's one of the most entertaining games I've ever been to. And the sonic boom had a whole lot to do with that. I, I wish we'd see more of those. I really do. Divinity Equipment phone line, Houston. Houston, Houston, Houston. That's a country song. Look it up. What's up, Houston? How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling. Uh, I uh, I just wanted to thank you for sharing my video that I did for uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, the walk off. The um, walk off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the thing about that is, uh, um, you know, I've always tried to take um, take a bunch of them and um, they may not work, you know, sometimes, but you get lucky every once in a while and you end up with uh, <laughs> situations like that. And, right. And uh, thank you for what you've, what, what you've done. Uh, now, as a um, former Bulldog and, and and like I said, you know, spring practice has started. We're so fired up for this baseball team, and we are very, very, very just blessed beyond belief to have you and Neil in the booth for uh, football for sure. Yeah, well, Houston, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words. Yeah, your video was great. Um if y'all will, if y'all want to take a look, it's on Facebook. 
And I'm pretty sure I, I shared it on the Matt Wyatt media page. I may have. If, if not, I'll go back and look. But Houston had a great video. He was sitting uh, right behind home plate when uh, Logan Tanner hit that walk-off the other night. And uh, I guess that was against who? That was against Eastern Michigan, Houston. And, and, and as much as, you know, the fans' reaction and the noise – I really enjoyed your reaction. You were, you were elated to say the least when that ball went over the fence. Just happy we won the game. I didn't know that it went out of the out of the park. You know where 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 that uh, where I sit actually is uh, really close to the opposing dugout, which uh, I love. Yeah, because uh, I can hear exactly what the coaches are telling them. Uh-huh. So like I can. I kind of wait until the the last, you know, until the music dies down, and then, like if they say, "Watch out for the curveball," I'll <laughs> yell out, you know, throw my fastball, or something, <laughs> something like that. I mean, That's great. It, it, it really has some form of of uh, advantage for us. Now I don't do it to, you know, uh, a lot of my friends like, like the other night we were playing. Uh, I think it was Stanford. And their coach, uh, Casey Dunn, who is an, who's a wonderful coach, yeah. um, said, you know, it's right there in the middle, Brad, you know, throw it, you know, <laughs> or whatever. He got mad at the umpire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, the next two or three pitchers, uh, our uh, pitcher, which I believe was uh, Brandon Smith at the time, threw it straight down the middle. And I said, you know, was that down the middle or what? <laughs> Then <laughs> you know, my roommate, he just just lost it because it was so <laughs> funny. But I don't, I don't try to be a comedian or whatever, but it's... Well, but, uh, and Houston, look, it was great amazing. to see your uh, video and good to see you at the game. And absolutely, next absolutely. next home game, I'll come down and take a look, see if I can uh, shake uh, your hand. Hey, great to hear uh, from you. Thanks for calling. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's nice seeing you. Thank you. You too. Call me anytime. Rolling along, free for all Friday. Y'all stick around. The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Or the Matt Wyatt Show. Early scores going on in the uh, technically the first round of the NCAA tournament. I guess the other games last night were play-in games. These are technically the first round games. Illinois has quickly overtaken Drexel. That's a one versus a 16. Uh, It's just a matter of time. So Illinois up 17-11 early in that one. Second half underway, Virginia Tech holding on to an eight-point lead over Florida in the second half of that one. Vitek, a 10 seed, Florida, a 7. Look out! Here come the Hogs! Look out! The fighting Hogs from Hogville, supported by Hog Jowl, went on a 
17-0 run to finish the first half. And they're now up by three at halftime, 36-33. All right, so Arkansas is taking over. That's halftime, though. Three-point ball game, halftime. Florida's facing a comeback. They're going to have to come back here in the second half. They want to advance. And I'll keep you updated. Let's see here. What do you have for me here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast? It is the best, period, hands down. I wore my lime green, gray, and red <laughs> country pleasing hat uh, yesterday on the show, and somebody commented on the live stream and said, I have to have one of those hats. You want one of the hats? I wear a bunch of different hats from country pleasing. Go to Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence. Go on in there. They've got a bunch of the hats. And uh, you might be able to pick one up online. Also, countrypleasing.com. Try that. Check it out. All right. Reservoir Dog. Texted the show. He said, as much as I love my Diamond Dogs, I do not think that we're going to win six games in a row. Reservoir Dog signed off, not drunk in Brandon. That was after Chris's call. It says they're going to sweep LSU and they're going to sweep Arkansas the following weekend. You know, 6-0 to start the year. Let me tell you what. If State does that, they will be solidly number one in the country. But the likelihood of that happening, slim, slim. Those other teams are really good, you know. But uh, can State win both those series? No doubt. No doubt. And look, strange, stranger things have happened. So, But that was Chris. Let's put it by his name. Back-to-back sweeps, LSU and Arkansas. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Dog tired in Florence. What is this? Yeah. He says, how big is the burlap sack that you're putting Big Al in to get the uh, snip? Well, Al's already had it done. Big Al is much older and has already had it done. Little Dub is the one who, he's going to take a trip. He'll come back a little different than he went in, put it that way. Louvier says, please don't (laughs) take it as a slight to my family, but sometimes my dog is the only thing that makes me smile. He's a big, furry ball of love. It just makes me smile. Yeah, dogs have that way about them, don't they? I love coming home because Champ always is the first one to meet me at the door. And he has the same routine every time we do. He, uh, I, I come in. He meets me at the door. He hears me. He runs to the door. He's like two feet away from the door when I open it. He looks at me and barks at me. Then every time he turns around immediately, runs through the house, He's got two or three of these little stuffed animal toys that are his that squeak when he chews on them and stuff. He immediately turns, sprints, goes and finds one of those, picks it up, runs it right back to me because he knows then I will chase him. And so we play a game of chase where I say, give me that toy. And I chase him around. I finally get my hand on it and we tug a war and he growls at me as he's trying to pull it out of my hand. I'm trying to pull it out of his. Eventually I'll get it from him and make him chase me. Yep, that's our routine. Just about every time I get home. <laughs> and it makes me smile. And dude, nobody's ever been happier to see me come through the door than him, I don't think. And we've had him now for 12 years. And he's really, so far, so good. Knocking on wood. Yeah, uh, you know what, man? No matter what kind of day you have, my at least for me, 
my dogs greet me, and if my daughter's dogs are at our house, they greet me. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, we're so glad you're here. What you doing? How you, you know? Right. And I can look at my daughter or my son or my wife, and they may look at me and go, hey. oh, hey, hey. you're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were coming home. Yeah. I'm watching TV. Don't disturb me, Dad. <laughs> man down. <laughs> Uh, White Denzel said, Western Kentucky lost in the Conference USA Tournament Championship game. Belmont also lost in the championship game of their conference tournament. Right. Because if they had won them, they'd have been in, right? Those conference champions get those automatic buys. Not buys. They get an automatic bid. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Denzel. So they were close, but no cigar. Anthony from Tupelo. What did he say here? Please, for the love of Pete, can we not bring Stansberry back? Come on, man. Yeah, you... Y'all still mad. Still mad. <laughs> the real unnamed texture was giving us the information about Arkansas finishing the half on that 17-0 run. Yeah, so a three-point lead at halftime for Arkansas, 36-33 after trailing for most of the first half of that ballgame against Colgate. Arkansas is a three-seed Colgate, a 14. Uh, if I can give you a quick, let's see, Florida has cut Virginia Tech's lead to six. But you got a long way to go. There's still like 13 minutes left in that ball game, um, so long way to go. Keep you posted on that one. Micah gave us the list, the list of Mississippi State women's basketball players that have already announced that they are transferring. Micah says it is Yamaya Morris, Sydney Cooks, Zaria Wiggins, Jemiah Mingo Young. These are the women who are seeking transfer from Mississippi State women's basketball team. Micah, thanks for the list. You know, and it's interesting when you bring that up. I was um, in Starkville yesterday and talked with a lot of different folks and went out and caught a little bit of football practice uh, sort of privately, you know, saw some. It was really cold out there. The wind was blowing like crazy. But anyway, um, and it's interesting, like, when you talk to people about the women's basketball team in their situation. You don't exclusively run into one opinion. Okay. You don't, not every person you talk to really wherever you go, but not every person you talk to immediately goes, Oh yeah, they've done a bad job. It's a bad situation. Uh, you know, they burned it down and it's not working. You know, it's not every, some people say that, but not everybody. You do hear a lot of people go, you can bring it up and say, yeah, I see they got a bunch of people transferring. And I've had a few people say, yeah, but some of those are, you know, different type situations. One is an older player who wasn't playing and wants to go to law school. And those things are pretty normal and they kind of downplay it. And I think, yeah, I guess that's true. But still, you know, it's four players off your roster. As we were talking about earlier, Nikki McCray-Penson had a press conference today and she said that they have eight, she has eight players committed to coming back and playing for her, and then it's now about going out and recruiting a championship basketball team. This is, this is, what, this is what we know about that team this year. And saying this, describing it this way, is not necessarily an automatic indictment on the coaching staff or whatever, because we don't know. I, I haven't been in there locker room or at their practices or on their bus or in their meetings to know what the dynamic was like that led to the season that they had. I don't know. But you could watch the product on the floor and you could absolutely know this. 
there's some players that coaching staff didn't like. And some of those players didn't like that coaching staff. That's a fact. Okay, you can watch them play and tell that. You can watch the coaching staff coach and tell that. You know, there's some sort of non-jihaw. There's some sort of dislike, disapproval going back both ways. From coaching staff to players and players to coaching staff. There was definitely a disconnect there. I don't know what it is or what it was. I don't know. But to say it is pretty obvious, I think. Um, Sven said on the YouTube live stream, Schaefer is an elite head coach. Chad said he agrees wholeheartedly, just grasping at straws for something that doesn't blame McCray Pinson. Uh, Jeff said this, Coach McCray Pinson's record her first year at Old Dominion was 8-23. and 23. Then 21 wins and 24 wins. Says, I'm willing to give her a little time to get things right and get her style of players. And he followed that up by saying he thinks they're going to be okay. And, you know, right. And a lot of people do. Somebody else pointed out, you know, the fact that they had highly recruited players, uh, McDonald's All-Americans and all that kind of stuff. That's great, but we know this. Unless that, that, that talent that you have in McDonald's All-Americans gels together in a team, it doesn't matter you're going to lose. If it doesn't gel into a team that is pulling the rope in the same direction on both ends of the floor. And there was something about the way that Nicky McCray Pinson was going about trying to build his team that it didn't take with those players. And if that's the case, it's best for them to move on. And I agree with you. I, I just am not in the camp that it's time to blow it up, make a change, do it over again. I think you got to ride it out. Hour two coming up. Y'all stick around.